Okay, looks like we're up. Welcome to the Blabbermall Show with your host, Dave and Matthias, two guys that blabber incessantly about beer, brewing, and bullcrap. Stick around while they brew up another tasty episode. Hey, what's up? What's up? All right, man, we're back. We are back. Episode 33, so we're like kind of off now. The odd numbers used to be when we're out, but now we're... Now we're back now we're on in. in. November 7th, 2023. Uh, I missed you, man. What have you been up to? Oh, my goodness. It's been a long catch, two weeks. Catch me up. Catch you up. So we weren't here. At, we weren't uh, remote last Tuesday because of Halloween. Yeah, I stupidly forgot it was Halloween. I think we all <laughs> forgot it was Halloween. Yeah. Um, you know, I called you uh, the day of. I'm like, dude, Um I forgot today was Halloween. Yeah. And we have to dress up. Got trick-or-treaters coming. Got trick-or-treaters and we go out as a family and we have to do that for sure. Yeah. So um, we called uh, Ghost Tree where we're going to be. And they're like, oh yeah, we forgot too. We got stuff to do Oh my gosh. (laughs) To be fair, I forgot as well. And if I don't go home, I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah. So we'll get that done. Better not be in trouble. No, you can't be in trouble. Let's get it. It's time to mash in. So before we get too far, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, hit the notification bell, and share the video. We always forget to say that, but share it with people so we can get some new viewers in. Uh, We're The Blabbermalt Show, Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify, and at Blabbermalt at Instagram, Threads, and X. Absolutely. And we love to hear your comments about the show, future shows, Tell us if we made any mistakes. Yeah, get us at blabbermall at gmail.com and send us all those ideas. Absolutely. And you can also get some sweet swag. Yeah, get some sweet swag at the Printify shop. We'll put the link uh, below this uh, video. And it helps Dave and uh, kind of pay off a, yeah. a little lick yeah. of a microphone. Uh, yeah. Got <laughs> <laughs> some sweet glasses as well. Yeah, pint glasses. Pint glasses. You can see those there. There they are. Look at that. And the T-shirts are customizable. Yeah, yeah. You can get whatever you want. Get get whatever color you want. Pretty much every color. There's a few colors they don't offer, but man, if you can't find something, you're doing it wrong. There you go. So you said you had. How was your Halloween? It was good. We uh, uh we didn't have any trick or treaters here, but we're sitting here at night and uh, doorbell rings. Me and Denise were like, Yeah. Oh my god. I don't have any candy. What are we going to do? So I go to the cupboard. I have a, oh, here, kids. You want a ketchup packet? Maybe some sweet and sour sauce? How about some, uh, you know, malt vinegar? Uh, But it was my brother. He was bringing some lights and some camera equipment over for the show. So, (laughs) but I called him. Like, I'm in the kitchen hiding. I'm not going to the door. So I call him. I'm like, are you at the door? He's like, yeah, let me in. I'm like, oh, "Oh, okay, all right, right. We can't come so, to the door because there might be a kid. It could be true. I don't want eggs on my house, you know. So, oh my goodness! But we had the opposite problem. We have tons of kids Did on you? our street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Halloween's kind of a fun thing um, for our family. Our kids. Our, my my daughter came home from college just to just to be a part that. of the affair. Nice. Brought a few friends with her. Uh, we do kind of a theme every year. Okay, I saw the pictures. Yeah. So if you're on face Facebook in general, you probably saw our family photos. Um, Thank goodness you don't have anything to put out there online today. Yeah, I thought about it. <clears throat> I'm glad you actually thought better <laughs> about it. But um, this this year's theme was uh, the movie Moana. Okay, yeah. So um, I think there were 14 of us that dressed up from characters from the movie Moana. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I was Maui. Yeah. Not surprised, I guess. <laughs> Makes sense. Right? But uh, <laughs> I told uh, everybody I should just go, you know, without having to put any stuff on. Yeah. Because of the arm tattoos and yeah. such. But uh no, no, I had to wear the whole costume. The whole get up. Yeah. It comes with a shirt. It was a skin tight, like a XL shirt. It <laughs> <laughs> was super, super tight. Yeah. Um, had all the tattoos and then leggings and then uh, kind of a leafy skirt. Really long, flowy hair, which was kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Walked around barefoot. Cool. Yeah. It was super cold. It was cold. Took one for the team. Yeah. Rocked the costume. 
A lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. It looked yeah. fun. So did you you guys go around or you just hang out, hand out candy and uh, maybe a little adult beverages for the adults? So we do that as well. Yeah. Um, Ken and Judy stay back at the house and, and kind of hang out. But most of our street, we just kind of pal around. So um, there aren't a whole lot of um, people who actually go to the door and, and knock for trick-or-treat. A lot of people will just kind of walk together because all the adults kind of do the same thing, right? We just kind of hang out with the kids and, and have a beverage and walk them down the street with the kiddos. It's like a street party. It's a street party. Yeah. Halloween is a definite street party yeah, on Keller cool. Drive. <laughs> and so people put tables out with candy and, you know, kids can go to houses and do that. And the adults are just hanging out and really just, it's a dead end street. So we just kind of take yeah. over the whole street. Yeah. Probably some fire pits going. Whole bunch of fire that. pits yeah. going. Yeah. So a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. It was neat. It was neat. So... This year was the Hawaiian-themed costumes. I loved the long hair. Froze myself to death, but... Yeah. You didn't catch uh, the COVID or any kind of flu or anything like that? catch that stuff. Came through. All good. colors. Yeah. (laughs) Totally good. (laughs) Totally good. So other than that, you know, catching up. um, This weekend, uh, typical, right? Yeah. Um, Avon football. No way. Won again. Yeah. Yeah, 13-0. Um, smoked Brexville on Friday, Saturday, um, did my rounds and ended up, we went to a, um, I'm a, I'm a Lions club member here right. in Avon. Right. And so we had our, um, annual night at the races event at Tom's country place on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so we went and, um, participated in the night of the races event, which was super fun. Um, we, I typically don't get a chance to participate in night, the races events being a brewery owner. Um, we're either, yeah, we're the working, right? And or we're the ones running the beer tent at these night of the races because we just sponsor the beer tents for everybody at Tom's. And so this year, we didn't do any of those things. We ended up just buying horses. So we had a horse in every race. Oh, wow. <laughs> Named them all of our beer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Eagle IPA won yeah. a race. Nice. Yeah, that horse was rocking and rolling. Oh, man. Came out semi-strong. Pushed through to the end, and then uh, Christmas Miracle won. Of course. Why not, right? It's that, a Christmas Miracle. It's a Christmas Miracle. That uh, that horse started out in, like, sixth place and looked like it couldn't find a good lane and then popped to the outside and Just battled it through. All the way to the end. Yeah, nice. Yeah, good stuff. That's fun. Yeah. So it was good. How about you? Yeah, we well, going back two weeks, we had uh, a wedding back uh, near Youngstown. Um, our niece got married. Um it was a small event, you know, f- small family event, and uh, they had a little um, event hall out in the country, had some beers, mm. uh, mostly macros, well, all macros. The craft offering was Bush Peach, which does not suck. It's a pretty decent beer. It isn't that bad. And uh, If you're going to have to go that route. Yeah, but yeah, my um, nephew kept bringing, every time he'd go to the bar, he'd bring me a Miller Light back or a Bush Peach and, you know. We had a good time. It was good. A good family event. And then we stayed there uh, with Denise's brother. Uh, it's, you know, a little bit too far after you've had some bush peaches to drive back. So we, we stayed out there. Um, and then last weekend, I did get out to Yard House on Friday with some friends and had um, Missing Mountain has uh, other coattails, mm. NEPA. Yep. I hadn't had that before. That was really good. So those guys do a great job. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I love their beer. I love their space. Yeah, and they do just a wonderful job. So if you've not if you've not been to Missing uh, Mountain, you need to do that. Yeah, get out there, and you can also find them here and there, uh, local bars like the Yard House, mm-hmm. and I think they have one at a Beerhead. I remember seeing. I'm sure them they do. Yeah, the they do distribute Beerhead. as well. You can find some of their cans at One Stop here in Avon, as well yeah. as other fine retailers. Yes, um, especially some of their hazies. Yes, their hazies are good. Hazies are really good. Um, you know, looking at, at uh, macros, right, um, I had not had a – so in Medina, we just put on a new beer um, our first time, El Torero. It's a, a red lager. Okay. Very much like a – I guess you would consider a yingling similar to that. Okay. Um, and so I had not had a yingling in a long time. Though it used to be one of the things you used to travel for, right? Couldn't get it in Ohio. Couldn't get in Ohio. So you yeah. would just pack the pack people up in a, in a vehicle or get a couple have cases. a mule and go get some <laughs> cases and bring them back. And I have people who 
talked about stories from Michigan driving all the way down to yeah. to PA to get some Yingling cases and bring it back. Um, wasn't what I remembered. No. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's okay. No, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, I did have a Yingling light, which was not worth even the light calories. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, change your taste buds. Best just to keep that in your memory for what it was. For yeah. what it was. <laughs> but speaking of beers, right? Before we move, let's go on to the next uh, session. Yes. What do we got? The Vorloff. It's time for the Vorloff. Because I want to talk about this wonderful beer you brought tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, um, well, I went out to, um, we can talk about this now, I guess. The Sun uh, Brazilla competition mm-hmm. is coming up. So I took my uh, barrel-aged barley wine out there. And, you know, while you're there, you might as well f- get a growler filled. You so I to. got uh, Wicked Willie's West Coast IPA. Got a growler of it, and we saved it for tonight. And it is what you'd expect from a Fathead's IPA. Totally wonderful. Excellent mouthfeel. Yeah. But finishes dry. That dry, bracing bitterness. Very bitter. Probably 80-ish IBU, I would guess. Clean, um, yeah, fresh, crystal clear. Yeah, they just do a great job. Yeah, Matt and team they just rock it out con- consistently um, on a regular basis. So, gotta love what they do. Yeah, they and they had a, a lot of good stuff on tap. It was hard to choose, but you know, this is one that they write in chalk on the board, mm-hmm. doesn't have a pre made placard. Mm-hmm. So, you got to get the ones that are one offs or yeah, seasonal. So, that's how I chose it. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at kind of what the difference in the, obviously hops have different flavors, uh, but this is a, maybe a drier, if you're looking at comparing them to maybe some of their um, more well-known uh, beers like Headhunter, yeah. similar ABV, yeah. I think Headhunter 7.3, yeah, this is around good. that area, I think. Yeah. Um, this is good. It it's is. Dry. It's dry. very good. Finishes nice and dry, which is what you're looking for in a nice West Coast. You know... I love the New England styles and the hazies, but it's good every once in a while just to go back to a good old-fashioned West Coast, super bitter IPA. And done well. Yeah, yeah. Done, done really well. Um, I know we had talked about having uh, some people on today, but we have a big show to chit-chat about. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Plus, I missed you. We got to catch up on some stuff. I know, it's been two weeks, brother. A lot's happened in the beer world in two weeks. Yes, it has. Um, Yeah. You know, and part of that is, uh, you know, um, beer, beer news, um, what it's like to own a brewery, what are some of the struggles people have, and um, what is that biggest jump from people who are brewing at home. We talked about the Brewzilla, right? Right. And, and, and I talked to Pete today, our brewer, um, our pub brewer, about uh, what kind of he's judging um, Brewzilla this weekend. Okay, good. Friday and Saturday. Good. And, you know, just the, just the process of, you know, there are some people who put out some really great homebrew brewer. They, they are just fantastic brewers. And sure. what that transition looks like, how, how do you play those things off? And, and so we kind of just chit-chatted about that today a little bit because at the end of the day, that's, that's, a, that's a huge portion of it. You know, I read online um, today, people were talking about, not locally, but just on a craft beer um, brewer's uh, an owner's page about how to like kind of promote to a certain um, time period, right? Like how do we get people in on this section or what are you looking at doing for pre-Thanksgiving opportunities? And you know, what are you going to promote? And someone said, you know, brew great beer and people will come. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you can distill it down to that. That's a true statement. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're a fantastic brewer, um, there is still a portion that needs to be brought to the table when it comes to owning a business and, and kind of maintaining all of those things, all of which we'll be talking about and in later session today about the current state of yeah the beer world. Yeah. Do you want to talk about what you guys got going on right now? Yeah, why not? So, um, you know, Avon Brewing Company and our family of, of restaurants we're got some cool things happening. I mentioned that Medina has uh, the new... El Torero, the, right. the Matador, the red ale that just came on. Uh, Medina's transitioning from kind of that uh, summer to fall, 
really have a small Halloween um, kind of flair. But then right now it's in the week week and a half we're at uh, kind of a, a Christmas season. Yep, that um, is on us right now. It is on yeah. us. Um, Medina will have uh, the parade with Santa and all the lighting will happen. And then it's literally Christmas from two weeks, well, a week and a half from now until pretty much March. So, yep. you know, we're preparing for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to believe. It was it's crazy. It was just summer, it, it seems like. It was just summer. <laughs> it was. And today's weather only kind of helps you to feel that I we're know. still kind of in that mood and that, that flair. We'll still have a couple of nice days, I think. So we're, we're preparing for that. We're brewing more Christmas ale. I think we've done 40 barrels um, so far in draft. We did can 15 barrels already. Okay. And so that'll be all sold at our, currently our three locations. Um, Avon Brewing Company went to Medina Brewing Company and ZZ's here in Avon. Um, we're also doing our Belschnickel, our Belgian oh, yeah. Christmas ale, um, which we'll have that out again for Christmas. Again, Medina's preparing for that because Christmas season, right? So our Red Rider, our fruited IPA, again, shoot your eye out, Christmassy style. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have a, um, a cold IPA, which is Baby It's Cold Outside, yeah. uh, that's uh, coming on in the next week or so. And then um, we'll have our White Christmas, which is our White Stout Medina. I think you should do... <laughs> for the Belschnickel, you should redo the logo, do a caricature of your face with some elf ears, but they're like bright red because of the Belgian, the Belgian allergy. That's <laughs> what happened. So that's kind of what we called it that, right? So yeah. <laughs> kind of blows you up. For those that don't know, um, Dave is jesting at the fact that when I drink Belgian ye- yeast beers, um, my ears turn red immediately. It's crazy. Like almost like instantaneously. One sip. Boom, bright red, yeah, like fire engine red. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. But I do cool. know that uh, I, I enjoy them. Yeah. It's <laughs> Even if my uh, my body uh, yeah, gets flushed <laughs> and uh, I have gotten sick before. But oh, man. Fight through it. You have to. I know. Yeah. So um, tell us about that. I know you guys just came out with a, a collaboration. We did. So uh, we had an opportunity, again, to do a collaboration with our friends over at Terrestrial. Uh, we love those dudes. And um, this is our second collaboration with them um, in a relatively quick time. Uh, we want to continue to do that. We share the same system here in Avon. Yeah. And, and they have that uh, there at their space. And really just that, that we both love to do uh, kind of outside-the-box beers, right? Thinking differently and trying to create uh, not just – something that people want to enjoy and drink, but also that kind of changes repeatedly and, and that people can come back and, and try new things and try new hops and different profiles. And so this this beer we did with them um, is a, something that I don't think either of us have done this common before. We did a, a 7% um, hazy. It's called Way Too Much Pizza. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it does not taste like pizza. It's no. not one of those uh, <laughs> kind of crazy mashups where you're adding all these crazy ingredients to it. Um, they are funny, funny dudes, man. Yeah. And so, uh, the brew day was going, if you see, read the, the untapped, um, kind of profile that they put out uh, the brew day was going great. Uh, and it did go great, uh, until someone ordered too much pizza. And so there's a story behind that as yeah. usual. Uh, we so got to try the beer. Stuck. Lame stuck. So the beer's fantastic. It is a galaxy and centennial based. Oh, I like it already. Hazy. So. I think it fits right within the profile of what the two of us like. Danky, um, thick, juicy, wonderful, um, hazy. And so it's on at our place. It's on at Terrestrial. So stop at one of our two establishments and try out way too much pizza. Way too much pizza. I like it. It's really cool. Yeah. So that's that's one of the things that uh, COVID kind of put a small damper on. And we've continuously tried to um, come back repeatedly to is that we want to be a place that, that connects with our, our, um, our fellow brewers, right? Got in this right. business to be collaborative, to, to do um, collaboration beers with people. And so we literally, if you've been a fan of Avon Brewing Company, um, you've seen since we've um, just opened, we've worked really hard at having a lot of collabor- collaboration beers on over the course of time. Yeah. Um, I think that they are wonderful for each other. It's fun to get to talk to people because you always learn something. Yeah. Right. As you know, you brew with somebody, 
you learn tricks of the trade, you talk through processing, yeah, you just have fun, you share life together, you eat too much pizza, you eat too much pizza, <laughs> or you order too much pizza, um, you probably you drink guys, too much uh, beer. And you guys also do it with homebrewers because we've done collaborations, Jason Lowry, uh, you've done a collaboration with the, the snobs, we have. Um, so yeah, we want to continue to do that. That's, that's the that's the point, and we want to stick to that. Um, that's why that's why we bought a five barrel system. Yeah, to be able to do things like that and have you in for a collaboration beer. Yeah. Jason Jason's on. We just had his third year anniversary. Oh yeah, the Citra Trails. Oh, Citra Trails, yeah. which is a that's amazing beer. I mean, yeah. you can't go wrong with an all <laughs> Citra hazy. Um, and Jason does a great job. You know, for being a home brewer, I mean, he's really close friends with the guys over at Missing Mountain too, and. Talk about a young man who just picks people's brains, right? Yeah. I mean, he is a sponge, and when he gets his uh, full brewery up and running in a couple years, um, Steel City Brewing Company is going to be definitely a place you got to check out because it's one to watch. He just he just loves the process, man. You know, you talk about Gary V and other guys that are, you know, love the process of being an entrepreneur. You know, he loves the process of brewing. Right. And he's always learning. You always can al- learning. There's always something to learn. He's a sponge, brother. Yeah. yeah. And he was one of the first people. I mean, uh, three years ago, you know, I mean, of course, hazies were around. Um, but obviously, he's been into that game for a minute and he's been pushing the envelope on certain things and asking tons of questions about how keeping, you know, hay stable and what that looks like and, and not being a person who just, you know, takes shortcuts and, and does powdery, you know, whatever and, you know, brewing yeah. beers now, it's, it's a science, and brewing a hazy is a science, and you don't always get it right, but the process is, is pretty much tuned in. And Yeah, it's, it's you know, you, you do everything right, and it'll come out clear. And then you do, almost, you think it's the same thing, and it's it's hazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, between, between <laughs> hops and um, your yeast... And the timing, the and health of all yeah. of those things are really important. Um, the nutrients that you give your yeast to do those things is really important. Um, the hops that do really well in creating a haze um, are really important to keep that because some hops just don't do those things, right? Yeah. Um, because they create um, larger molecules that just kind of fall out. So that's kind of the process of trying to keep those things in Get suspension it. and on a on a chemical level and on a, on a biological level as well. So. You know, it's it's difficult, but when you get it right, it's they're it's so satisfying. Good. They're so good. They're yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. So that's you know that's what we're doing here in, in Avon. Um, you know, we're getting ready to, to at some point put that uh, barley wine um, back on that we yeah. did with the snobs. Yep. Which was just just fantastic. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. I know that we didn't get a chance to try your version. Yeah. Um, I do have some of the barrel aged. We can bust that out. So there good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Tell me more yeah. about that. Let's talk about that for a second. What? Uh, so you entered that just just that beer into uh, yeah. That's, that's really all I had that I thought was good enough, and um, you know I I bottled we bottled actually all of it off the keg and uh, gave some to my friend Eric who gave me mm-hmm. lent me the barrel, and uh, you know we were tasting it uh, with the guys from uh, Ghost or um, Hoppy Dudes. Mm. Um, that was a fun night. Yeah, that was a fun night. <laughs> <laughs> Tickle my pickle. Uh, so, and we kind of talked it out, and based on what you guys told me and your mm-hmm. feedback, I recategorized it as an English mm-hmm. uh, barley wine. So I think I I don't know. I like my chances. I think it's it's pretty good beer. So we'll we'll see what happens. So for those of my that are out in uh, flower monster world that don't know about maybe what we're talking about with the the brusilla maybe explain what that is and kind of just talk through that a little bit as we kind of yeah, let them know what opportunities for people who are home brewing that want to get their beer and 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 get it judged and get feedback yeah back in the day when they had brusilla the the you know the beer event the yep. professional beer event they had son of brusilla which was a homebrew competition uh, Brusilla kind of went away but the son of brusilla competition continues every year about this time. Um, home brewers from you know all over send in their beers and they get judged and it's a, a beer judge certif- certified BJCP sanctioned event. Uh, they have judges that come you know from all over the country really to judge. Um, 
And it's really cool. I mean, even if you're starting out as a home brewer, send your beer in because you'll get back score sheets that will rate on the mouthfeel, the appearance, the smell, um, how true it is to style, mm-hmm. and give you maybe feedback if there's flaws in the beer. You get good feedback on what you could do to improve. And, you know, it's it's good to get these professional judges ideas on how you can make your beer better so now a professional judge does not mean they have to be a professional brewer no not at all no so what do you have to, what do you know anything about the process yeah it's it's pretty involved you have to there's an online course you have to take just to sit for the exam mm-hmm. and you take it and i forget the the names of the levels but you you get to be a provisional judge mm-hmm. if you pass the online exam And then you have to, you get points as you judge competitions and steward for competitions, and you get a certain number of points. And I'm I'm probably brutalizing the process, but uh, you can, um, the end goal is to sit down for a proctored exam where you will get samples of beer and they will have known flaws and you will have to pick out those off tastes and you'll have to blindly um, judge beers and yep. give your feedback, and then a national judge or a you know a judge higher than you will rate your rating. Um, and it's a it's a whole like Boy Scout level. <laughs> no, it uh, is hierarchy of uh, judging levels that you can attain. So it's um, I've thought about it, but hmm, man, it's a commitment. It is. I think you'd be good at it. Yeah. I, uh, what do you call proctored, not proctored, uh, steward a couple events where you you, you bring the beers to the judges and sometimes they'll, here, taste this, Mm -hmm. tell me what you think. And that's also a good way just to hang around these events and you can get some experience too. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say that in, in every instance, there are people who may be doing it for for selfish reasons, right? They want to be known as a beer judge, right? Yeah. But I would say yeah. that the majority of people who are who are doing these events and giving their time, that's what they're doing. They're giving oh, yeah. their time yeah. and efforts and then trained talents uh, to judge beer. They do it because they want the product to be good, to help people, to get feedback, to to learn, to grow, to be different, to be better. And I, for one, in, enjoy constructive criticism for from sure. people who actually want to give you constructive criticism. For sure. I mean, there's nothing worse than getting a you know a low score back, but no feedback. You're like, yep. well, why? Yeah. You know, <laughs> tastes okay. It's almost like they're. <laughs> I liken that to the 1.5 on Untapped. I rating, was just right? gonna bring up tastes Tom, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tom. I d- again, I didn't say anything about Tom, <laughs> but you know, it's a shandy. It tastes like lemonade. Um, tastes too much like lemonade. Yeah, one point five. Yeah, one point five. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a West. Co- this is a West Coast IPA. It's too bitter and too dry, and I don't like it. Point two five. But that's what it is. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yep. <laughs> and so there are ways in which you can then. Um, change your methodology of brewing, right? Your practices, right? To be better, to get better, and that's really the goal. When you know, everyone wants to win. I think it's important to to um, have that desire to win, right? I mean, yeah. that's important to be better yourself and to get a medal and and to do all of those things and hang on your wall or whatever you want to do. That that's great. I, I admire people who are like that. I want to win, right? I'm a that's my personality, right? Um, but I also think it's very important for people who who want to enjoy the process. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for you take a beer, you enter it, and it doesn't do well, but, and then you rebrew it, enter it again, and it gets better. And that's you're like, okay, this guy gave me something I can use. You know, control your fermentation temperature, uh, watch your oxygen mm-hmm. introduction, and you're like, okay, you pay attention to those things, and your beer gets better. That's fun. That's exciting. That's the process, right? Yeah. So enjoy the process of brewing. Yeah. Um, learn, grow. Because, you know, if you're going to be brewing at home, this is not always a cheap hobby. <laughs> no. Um, just like 
having this in your house isn't a cheap hobby. No. <laughs> but, you know, if you're going to do it and really enjoy the, the fruits of your labor, which is what we all want to do. Right. Um, take the opportunity to, to, to hear what people have to say, to learn, to grow, to take the time. Um, you know, I, I got a, one of our um, friends, or my son's friends, is, is in the bodybuilding. And you know, they watch these guys who are just impeccably shredded and yeah. ginormous, right? And you look at them like, there's no possible way that they should ever lose any competition. And they lose like four Olympias in a row. Yeah. Olympia is like the, the highest level of bodybuilding. But they've gotten good feedback, right? If it's actually legit judging, and they've gotten good feedback and they've grown from that. And they just, it's the process, right? It's, yeah. well, I didn't win. I'm just not going to do it anymore. Well, okay. Some people are going to be like that, right? But the goal is to do what? In life, to get better. Yeah, right? get better, to improve. Improve, to enjoy the product because at the end of the day, you're going to be drinking what you just made. Yeah. And your friends are going to drink it. And, you want to enjoy yourself while you did it. Yep, I made that. Yeah, and it's better today it. than it was last time I made it. Yeah, the first beer I made was terrible. For sure. But then you get to a point where you're like, okay, this is pretty good. And I want to share and it. It's fun. And it's yeah. fun. Yeah. So I think that's it's fun. And if you're you know, out there and, again, in the internet world and you're interested in what it's like to, to brew, I encourage you to try. Um, there's different levels of entry uh, into, into the, to the hobby uh, if you want. Yeah, um, you can go as simple and as I'm gonna say crude, but as simple as maybe like um, a single vessel. Yeah, right. Old school, good. like we did when I started out on that Mr. Beer kit. Uh, you're still brewing at home, right? Um, you can start as 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 big as Jason Lowry did, yeah, with uh, an all-in-one brew in a bag and controlled fermentation and 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 all of those things and have great beer. Yeah. Um, I watched a video um, this past week on a system that kind of keeps oxygen out and brews all in you know all in one section. When you're transferring, it does all the stuff in one little big thing, and it it looked pretty neat. Yeah, you can do that too, right? Yeah, there's so so many products out there with way beyond the uh, uh, picnic coolers that we used to use, and those are fine too, right? So yeah. I think those are if you're good at what you want to do. Yeah, you know, we jump from one to the other and quickly went from you know, extract brewing to, you know, uh, a, a picnic cooler that lifted up in the top with a braid in the middle of it. Yep. Then we went, then we was like, well, that was really difficult. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then we went right to the, the big igloo coolers with the false bottoms and that was difficult. But then you learn the process. Yeah. Learn some tricks. And you, yeah. And, and batch sparging versus others. And, and are you worried about efficiency and what it looks like? And it's just, it's, it's, it's fun yeah. to do it with people, to hang out, to be social. Yeah. Kind of bring that full circle back to why we do collaborations with people. Yeah. Beer social, man. It sure is, yeah. And that's why I want to stick with breweries and continue the process of owning one and, and, and kind of bringing our product, our friend groups, our family, our style of product, food and beer to, to the people, right? So they can enjoy our, our craft with their families as well. So. Yeah. So speaking of people that have grown in the craft, um, Rocky River just got a new head brewer, Stephen Kessler. I want to say he was at, was he at Fatheads for a while? That part I do not know. Um, I thought he may have been at Saucy for a minute. I think you're right. I think he's been a couple different couple places. places right? He's kind of working his, working way, his up. way up. Now he's head brewer at Rocky River. Which is exciting. Which is, so, which is good. Yeah. yeah, and they put some a few beers out already with him, and and you know Rocky River is that staple place. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean they cut their teeth with Matt Coles mm-hmm. and won a bunch of For medals sure. with him, and and kind of uh, went from there to to Jim, and and then uh, to Tom in the interim there a little bit. Yeah, as they then jumped to to, to Stephen. So, congratulations. Uh, yeah, brother. Looking forward to what you know some of his original recipes that he comes up with. That's for sure. be fun. Yeah. And maybe we'll get together and, and go out and see you there and bring you in for an episode yeah, uh, here in the studio. Cool. So yeah, we yeah, love Rocky cool. River. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really, that was our Avon Brewing Company's kind of um, vision. Yeah. Right. We nice, looked at good restaurant, yeah. good beer. Yeah. What do you want to be when you open up your own uh, restaurant brewery? 
Well, we want to be a place where people in our community can come, right, after the game, after an event, um, after a celebration of, of your family's life, um, whether it be a, a wedding, a birthday, a, um, a wedding. It doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. Where, where do you go? Where were you going in, in 2014, 15 when we started this process? The Bruco. Yeah. Rocky River yeah. Brewing Company, yeah. right? So everybody in that area calls it the Bruco, the Brewing Co. And we wanted to be just like that. Yep. And uh, that kind of was our model. And so they've done a great job over the course of many years um, really trying to, to keep that course. And so yeah. we appreciate they them. Got, yeah. They got good beers. I like that, that you have the Pirate Light. And mm-hmm. uh, that's a good, easy drinking beer. It is a good beer. Um, like that. with They have a uh, jambalaya, which is one of my favorite dishes. Mm. They have good. But that, you know, that Pirate Light kind of cooled down a little bit spiciness of that yeah i've always enjoyed their food every single time we've been there so great food um great beer brewed right there on the spot you can see you can see the tanks and the brew house when you first walk in and nice patio in the summer yes very nice yeah so yeah good place can't wait to have steven on so that's that's amazing all right man we got to get into this what we got our Yes. So what happened seems to me like just a bunch of bad, just bad timing with, um, you know, so they decided to expand Mm -hmm. and they did. um, And then COVID hit, which nobody could have predicted. And it really hurt everybody um, in every industry mm-hmm. that I can think of. Yeah. Um, especially service industry and restaurants and breweries. Um, so, you know, what, you know, what are they going to do now? You know, is the question. So if you watched, you know, I encourage everybody who wants to hear what we have to say, right. We're just talking heads. And I think I have some, I mean, you're a business owner and I'm a business owner, and so kind of the, the idea behind that is that we have some insight on some of these things, but really Ron um, put out a video um, yeah. on his website. It was shared by a bunch of people, including some news sources out in the Akron area. It really kind of details what it is that they are dealing with currently and what that looks like and what they think they need to have done to move forward and, and to keep their space around. Um, so, you know, Arche started out as a very small yeah small brewery at that they have that location uh the valley location yeah the merriman valley location yeah very quaint nice tap room yep i I think he was brewing on a three and a half barrel system i think okay i'm trying to trying to remember it's been so long since i've been down to that merriman valley uh but they did food specials on a weekly on a on a weekly basis, they had lab rat beers. They turned things over quite often. Um, he was kind of, a, you know, some of the first to the hazy game, mm-hmm. first to the overly crazy uh, pastry stouts. Oh, the stouts, yeah. And they were really good, right? I mean, he really good, and he's done a nice job of those things. And and honestly, you know, Ron would. Um, spend time talking to people and do a little Facebook every week to talk about the lab rat and the styles of food that they did. Um, and the demand for his pro his product grew. And there's nothing, yeah. that is a true fact, right? I mean, he was running out of product and gotten a little bit of canning and distro and, and, uh, you know, I think that the, the idea and the goal, um, would be to help to grow that and to get his, his brand of beer, which was definitely, um, people wanted it. Wanted. They wanted to buy it. Yeah, at a, quite a distance from the from the tap room. So I mean, we would beg one stop to yeah. pick up some of the stuff that we couldn't get. Yeah, and they would because it would sell. Right. Um, and so I remember all of those times, one hundred percent. Now I, I can't speak for what it looked like um, there at the uh, BF Goodrich plant um, where they're at. But there are three other, two other breweries there, uh, and then what? Another one. But along the same lines, I mean, I I would hate to say that he's the only person that was asked to go into that building. I know that's not true. 
Okay. Um, I know that we have been asked multiple times to to open up a facility in Akron in the same building about the same time. Um, and I'm sure we weren't the only ones that were asked either, right? As people kind of just to, to go out and try to attract people to their establishment, they wanted to help build out and to grow. And so that does cost money, right? And um, I will talk clearly on what happened with Ron and his loan, right? And it happened to people in the housing market the first time when the bubble hit, right? Where they were doing all of the, the variable rate loans. Um, around that time um, of COVID and then even most recent last couple of years, the SBA had loans that were um, had a good rate, right? For construction and build out and, and, yeah. and, and growth of your business, which would seem to be the right thing to do, right? You did all the right things. You saved lots of money. You had to put a, a probably a 20% down payment um, on the product. And so if you got out a, a $2 million loan, you were putting, you know, $400,000 down. So you Is that the case for all SBA loans or I thought that was a part of the draw mm -hmm. for yeah, so some of the chapters? Yeah, but it's, it's 10% or okay. 20%, right? Um, so I'm not, I don't know exactly what he put down, but, you know, significantly it could be quite a bit of money. So either $200,000 yeah. or $400,000 is still a money that he had saved, um, at some point along the way to, to help to expand his business. For so sure. yeah. they did dump in you know, at least $200,000, if not $400,000 or more into the, into the project uh, from their own coffers, right? Right. Whether that came from relief money, um, I don't know what he applied for. I know people looked online and saw what people applied for. Um, I know what we applied for, and it's common knowledge. Um, yeah. And what we applied for was literally just what we paid our employees, right? And, and those those options, um, because we had options to close, and to collect money. Yeah. Right. They gave people shuttered venue money. Okay. Or you could stay open, and without the the business because they forced you to close, right? And I'll never do that again. I promise you that right now. Um, yeah. I won't. They can't make you do that. So that was a major problem to say that we're going to do two weeks to, to, to uh, kind of flatten, uh, the, curve. flatten the curve, yeah. which turned into minimum two months, if not more for people. Um, you know, we had two businesses we were trying to open prior to COVID. Yeah. You know, we were, um, we started the process of building out Medina Brewing Company in late 2018, first of 2019. Um, obviously there's the, the building takes, it takes a long time to build up at least a year or so to build out a, a project. Yeah. Um, and so as we worked through that year for both of them, we kind of dialed in on a really cool date to open up both venues, which would have been March uh, 17th of, of 2020. Yeah. Sounds like a great day, right? That's St. Patrick's Day. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. Why not start the week off? Great. The big bang, get people in the building, really promote to that. And we did that. Um, that Sunday though, <laughs> we got it. We were uh, watching television. Um, we were doing an event at the restaurant. Um, we were we were hosting and uh, um, sponsoring the youth baseball um, draft here in Avon. And the TV was on. We listened to the governor talk, and he said that uh, starting on Monday tomorrow, all restaurants will be closed, and anybody that's not open yet will not be allowed to open. Which is crazy because we were ready. Right. Yeah. What a kick in the pills. It was it was not fun. Yeah. Right. So you kind of scramble and figure things out and, and you have, you know, loans and or investors or money tied up in these these for a year hoping to open up and then you have to wait. And so we we did that. You know, we did the right thing at the time. You know, we decided that that was important to, to close to, to help flatten the curve. And that turned into to two months of of trying our best to can and to stay afloat. And we did not lay anybody off. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to work, we paid you full time, um, across the board. Yeah. And so that's what we did. Right. And we didn't even think that there was going to be any way that we were getting that money back. We just did the right thing. Yeah. And people supported us and all of our people in Avon really came and really were super generous along the way. Um, but when the government said, you know, it was our, our bad, 
right? We forced you to close down. We're going to help you with some of those opportunities. And so we did, we did that, right? Where we went back and, and we did file for um, the monies that we did pay, you know, our people. Yeah, honestly, you paid it. So yep, and we didn't even go to the point of some of our servers where they get tipped employees. We didn't even uh, count for that, which you could have done, right? You, you could have said, "Oh, our employees made such such amount of money in tips." We did not do that. We went with paycheck only. Yeah, monies. So, um, you know, was beneficial. Yeah, it helped. It helped to 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 know that you did the right thing by not putting people on unemployment. Yeah. And that was pretty much what it was. So you kept people on. So instead of paying them unemployment, they paid you back for keeping them on while that went down. So that was kind of the point behind why, why we thought we went through that process. So if Ron did that and he caught money and he saved that up, you know, he still had money. But I will say, um, even today, <laughs> the idea of how loans do jump, right? Um, most of you know that we were um, in the process of, of trying to do a $5 million project here in Avon. Um, we went through the route of SBA where we had to put 10% down. Uh, we did put um, $495,000 cash down. What does that look like? Um, literally, I still work a full-time job. Right. Right? Um, we do that because we've we tried to do what the American dream was to do, right? To save every penny that you've earned for your business to help grow, to put everything back in the business over the course of time and pay off your debts and pay off your brewing equipment and to do all of the things that you are supposed to do. Right. Um, and for seven years, we saved every single penny, right? Right. And we're talking about every single penny. Yeah. Um, and we got this SBA loan uh, that we didn't uh, use at uh, 5%, right? Right. Um, and then when we decided we were, the project was not going to continue um, here in Avon, um, the bank changed the rate, right, to 11.5%. Yeah. Well, it's they're variable. The SBA yeah, loans are sure. variable. And so when it's at a point when you collect it or it ends its maturity rate or whatever your your initial one year, 18 months of, of whatever they want to do for you, right, yeah. it jumps to whatever the rate is currently. And that was that's 11.5% today. Um, just criminal. Yeah. I mean, our, our payment, yeah. right. This past month, even though we didn't draw the money out, doesn't matter. Yeah. $49,000. Yeah. It's, that's, um, yeah, that hurts. So brother. that's what, nothing I can do about that. Right. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Right. They, yeah. they come in they debit your account and it's gone, you know, and you're looking at the project saying we didn't draw the money. We already put $500,000 down. What, what are you looking at? And they, still draw the money. And I'm guessing that's what happened with Ron. And that's a, that's a yeah. scary thing, right? When, when, you know, I, again, I don't know what his books look like. I don't know what he's doing for his own income. I don't know any of those things. I just know that it's a lot, you know, in our case, you know, that, that extra 11 and percent, that extra five and a half. Yes. Yeah. Six and a half percent change is $18,000 extra a month in interest. Yeah. And if you weren't accounting for those things and you didn't have a solid business plan, in place to uh, to really account for some of those things. I don't know who honestly could account for eighteen thousand dollars more. I than know, interest. and it's it's like you know, yeah, you go into it and you know the loan is adjustable rate and it's tied to prime. And but you, if you always plan for the worst case scenario, you'd yep. never do anything. You you it's it's like well, I'm just going to save my money because it could jump to twelve fifteen percent. I you know I I can't. But then it doesn't, and you look back and you yep. think, "Well, I should have opened that business." Yeah. So you. So they're probably he's probably thinking, "This is what we got to do. Where we want to move into the distribution, and you can talk about the pros and cons of going into distribution. You know, a lower margin product. Yep. That's not what we're talking about. That's what they decided to do. That's yep. what they bought the system. It was a business plan. It was approved by a bank. And yeah, the bank approved it and they looked at it and I'm sure they looked at the variable rate and didn't. And then COVID hit and then all these things hit supply chain, employment costs go up and the rate on the loan goes up. Mm -hmm. Well, now you're, what are you going to, what are you going to do? Yep. And those are hard decisions, right? And this is why when we're talking about being a really good brewer, right? And putting a really good beer and then having that kind of wherewithal to say, I'm a little effed at the moment. Yeah. Right. What am I supposed to do? And 
Ron, I feel you, man. I, I know what that feels like. And um, it's not fun, right? It's not fun. Um, but you people count on you for being their boss. They're on, you know, the person who's the business owner to pay them their paycheck, to have, give them reviews, to talk about those things. And, and at the end of the day, when you make concessions on things, you make concessions on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's how know, it works, right? I mean, you're the first one that gets their pay cut. That's it. Yeah. And that's kind of how things are. They work. Yeah. Well, they're supposed to work or they should work. Well, right. And again, sucks, I'm not, I'm not saying that's not what's happening. Yeah. I have no with idea. Them. We have no idea. I just know that it's a lot. Right. And so as they, as they work through this model of, of saying this, Ron went out and put a, a GoFundMe account out um, for help. Right. It was a cry for help. Um, I think that wasn't their first opportunity to say, come help us. Um, you know, he's asking for, for people to help out in the tune of uh, over $2 million, 2.3, I believe, million dollars in, in help. Yeah. Uh, that's a big ask. That's a heavy lift for sure. Yeah, heavy um, lift. Now, I don't think that, you know, if, if, if you needed to do certain things to, to help yourself afloat and you're willing to give up, you know, a humongous chunk of your business to private equity, or just regular investors, right? Um, so they would get a return on their investment at the end of the days and hoping that you would answer to now board and all of those things that you would do to, to help to keep yourself afloat while keeping your employees on and being able to pay yourself a paycheck and doing all those things that keep your business moving. Yeah. Again, that's just one man's opinion, but those are also ways that kind of make people feel better in today's world. Yeah. When, you know, I look at it and I think, the GoFundMe, I don't think they're going to make it. And, you know, I, um, I mean, if you were going to go about it and bring in some equity investors, yeah. if I had money and I was going to invest, I would say, okay, well, let's look at the books. Let's, mm -hmm. you know, you have this loan. Okay. What are we going to do different? What yeah. are we going, what's the business plan from this point? And from what I can tell on the GoFundMe, it's we're going to keep doing the same things. We're going to build out. We're going to continue renovation at the Valley location. We're going to continue to build out the bigger location downtown. And we're going to hire some staff to get salespeople to push us into other markets yeah. for the distribution. If you're going to do all of those things, you need way more than $2.3 And if you're, if, if you're not willing to adjust and pivot, I mean, the market is telling you you can't keep doing the same things. Maybe you got to sell something or yeah, because if if the answer is we're doing the same thing, we're not changing anything. We just need all this money. I can't help you as I I don't see a way forward. Mm -hmm. And that's just what I think. I don't know anything. So, yeah. And I, and I don't want to discourage um, people because we want to I mean, as we look to maybe even expand as we look to what it's going to look like for us outside of this new project. Right. It didn't happen. Um you know, I think the people out there who are doing really good jobs with things like Kickstarter or, you know, even the idea of Ron trying to raise money by having people do what BrewDog did or other places do where you're going to be a mug club member for life. Yeah. You know, things like that. Right. Or, or sponsor a tank like Four Paws does or, you know, right. give money to charity or help the process out. You know, that, that's a, I think that's a different ask. Right. For someone to, yeah. to crowdfund for something cool to their community. They get something for it. They feel part of the process, right? Hey, yes. I'd be a mug club member. I get a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, I get to put my name on a brick. I mean, schools do that. People, people do those things, right? As they raise funds to, right. to kind of get a project up and running and bring it to the community and people can rally around that. Yeah, I just saw Saucy put something up where you get shares. They're not listed on the um, SEC, but some kind of private. They get some kind of share. It's an acronym and SEC, but it's not the actual SEC. But yes. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. So you get to get those opportunities, yeah. right? I think that even um, the Brewer of Seville did on his last latest podcast uh, talked about that and some of the things that Brew Dog had done and uh, what he's invested in, in yeah. being, you know, in a part of that. Yeah, as well. you tattoo yourself, you get some tattoo get yourself, some baby. <laughs> Maybe you should get an Arche tattoo right here. Yes. Right. Boom, boom. Maybe that'll get you some cool, some flair. <laughs> um, but you know, at the end of the day, really, you know, watch the video, um, make some adjustments for yourself, see if it's something that you want to do. Supporting, however you want to do that, buy more beer, give them a, an email message, 
you know, people like that want to hear these things. Yeah, and just like I being a judge and uh, hearing feedback. I hope somebody sweeps in, says, look, we're going to help you out. We're going to, we'll, we'll buy the equipment. You can brew, you know, give up some, some of the say, I imagine, but. For 2.3 million, you should give up quite a bit of equity. Yeah, that's a lot of equity. It's a lot of equity, you know. Um, but what we, we wish you the best, Ron. Um, For sure. We love your beer. And um, I love, I've been to both your locations and, you know, I wish you the best of luck. I got to get that. Uh, they, they had a coffee stout series. The Twitchy Bitch? The Twitchy Bitch. Oof. That was good. Or so good. Yeah, yeah. We got to bring. We gotta I'm not sure what it's called bitch or not, but definitely twitchy. I just <laughs> twitchy girl. I don't. Know. <laughs> it just sounds like go together, twitchy bitch. So yeah. Move on before we run out of time. Yes, let's do that. Uh, hey, I don't think we got in the boil, but it's time for the boil. So we got some beer releases coming up. Uh, Utopias from Sam Adams oh, I saw that. just came back. Uh, there was a couple bottles at the Heinen's mm -hmm. in, I want to say Willoughby or something. I heard that. I think it's probably gone, but I don't know. 250 bucks a bottle. Mm. I'm not uh, in on uh, it. That's too rich for my blood. But I've never even tried it. No? No, have you? We had it at uh, Great American Beer Fest when we went out there with Sam Adams, and they had some cherry-aged Utopias. Why were you out uh, at yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it again. If you didn't know it, by the way, <laughs> Dave yeah. won the long shot competition <laughs> and was invited out to GABF. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a rock star. Met, met Jim Cook and all that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there we go. Rock star. So uh, Market Garden, they have their yeah. um, Festivus uh, beer pack out. So they got four beers in there. Uh, the Airing of Grievances, which is a red rye IPA. Their Festivus, which is their classic mm -hmm. holiday beer. Uh, Feats of Strength, which is a Belgian strong. Yeah, exactly. And Aluminum Pole Holiday IPA. Is that a double entendre? I yeah. I haven't, I don't think, has Aluminum Pole ever been out before? I have not heard of Aluminum I, Pole. I haven't heard of it. I think it might be a new and one. Holiday IPA? Holiday IPA. I have to try that. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm. Um, as far as beer events, I saw a couple things. Uh, Southern Tier, November 17th. November is National Adoption Month. Now we're talking about humans. Not dogs and cats. We usually talk about adopting dogs and cats. We do. This is, this is for good humans. We're going to adopt them out. Uh, they have a beer, their uh, Klee Brewed Adoption Porter, and they're going to donate a dollar of each pint and uh, their sandwiches that they sell on the 17th to the, Ado the Cleveland Adoption Center. So that's cool. Maybe we should try to sneak down yeah. there. Yeah. I like that place. I do. It was, it was yeah. It was that really was a good nice. time we were down there. Check sure out was. our back episode. You can see we were down at the Cleveland Southern Tier location. Full tour, full flights. Yeah. Full, good conversation. Yeah, it was a good time. And they came back and we're in studio too the it next week nice. with us. Yeah. yeah. But not down here. Not down here. It was the old studio. We got some music events coming up. We do. Uh, Brother Kane is tonight, so it's you're already missing it. So Dang you know they uh, Maybe someone's there. Down at the Winchester. Maybe they're watching on their phone. You mm -hmm. know, who knows? Uh, they're from the 90s. Remember Brother Kane? I do not. They're kind of a, kind of a straight up, just an American rock band. Nice. But, yeah. Uh, Pink, of course. Tomorrow mm -hmm. night uh, at the Fieldhouse. I and love I her. Just, I just like the I name. I do love her. Yes. She's good. For many reasons. Trust Fall Tour. I guess that's her album. I don't know. I do. Yeah. She's wonderful. Yeah. Goat Whore. November 8th at the Grog Shop. They're heavy death metal. Love them. They're about 20 years old. Seriously? Goat has been around about 20 years. Nobody cares. No. Okay, this next band, Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band, November 10th at the Music Box Supper Club. Now, Dan Smith, who did our Blabbermalt yep. logo and the Club Radon logo, I don't know, I want to say like 10 years ago, we went to see Flogging Molly, and Reverend Peyton was opening. And we were kind of blown away. It's just, it's two brothers. The one guy plays a steel guitar. The guy plays a bucket, a literal bucket. And his wife plays a washboard. Was breezy, it? breezy. And they just, you know, like. Stole the show? Oh, they were awesome. Just bluesy, kind of uh, rockabilly, um, folky kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're good. But, yeah, they're coming to town. Of course, Dying Fetus, November 14th. I know you love Been that. Been talking name, about so that. Yeah. You want to go? No. No? I don't want to go. Okay. Not a fan. 
uh, grunge <laughs> DNA, uh, <laughs> 90s grunge uh, tribute band, uh, November 25th at the House of Blues. I do like that. Since I, you know, saw them, uh, they've been advertising to me on Facebook, so I see they're like all over the place. They're going to be at, um, what's that place in West like Billy always plays? Hooley House coming up soon. Look at that. Steel Panther, I got to talk to you. Are we going to this? We're going to it. It's on my, it's on my calendar. Okay. I'm going to get tickets. Okay. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, my goodness. A lot of fun. Okay. This next band, Dirty Honey, December 9th is at the House of Blues. Um, they are a super awesome band. They're, um, you know, Eddie Trunk, he has a talk show about rock. He loves these guys. Uh, super underrated, but they're coming to the House of Blues on the 9th. And I want to play this real quick here. Dirty Honey. Kind of has a Mark Slaughter. Behind that, yeah. for sure. All right, we're probably gonna get uh taken down now. Copyright. We, do, we do not own the rights to that we song, we don't have rights, we're just playing a little we're promoting clip. them. But uh, go check them out. I think I want to go see them. Don't so. take us down, don't take us down, please. That does sound Facebook, great, though. YouTube, yeah, just at the House of Blues, too. Great, great straight venue, straight up rock, you know. So, I do have to talk about what we do for music at our locations before, yeah, do it. Yeah, so um, it looks like on Friday we have Little Steve-O in Medina. Little Steve-O? Little Steve-O. Wait, not, not Steve-O. No, Little Okay. Steve-O. He's a regular uh, on our uh, music tour. And then Saturday we have Art McLeod. So um, two kind of uh, acoustic-driven Men on Friday and Saturday, both cool. start at 7 to 10 o'clock. You said ZZ's? Z, no, it's a, it's a Medina. Medina. ZZ's has karaoke every Friday, 7.30 to 11.30. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. And Saturday, we have our house band playing. Um, stop in and see them. Cool. 7.30 to whenever they're done. Your house band, do they have a name or is it ZZ's they house kinda, band? Yeah. They go okay. back and forth, so <laughs> it's called our house band. Cool. If you've been there, you know they're fantastic. Um, they kind of go by the name High on the Hog. Okay. But they go by a bunch of different names too. So, but high in the hog, and uh, again, they're just a eclectic, wonderful uh, five-piece band. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So, uh, don't forget to email us questions um, if you want us to talk about something. You want us to stop talking so much about something, or you have a question for us, email us at blabbermalt at gmail We did get a question. How much time we got? Yeah, we got time. Have you ever done the Winking Lizard beer tour? It's a great question. Yeah. I should have brought my jacket down because, yes, I have. And no, I have not. Yes. Uh, yeah, I got a, you know, you get a halfway gift. I have a cooler. I have a chair. Uh, I got a jacket. Yeah, I've done the Man, tour a couple times. Look at you. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, like before. It was the thing to do. There, I mean, the Winking Lizard was where you got exposed to a lot of different craft beers you couldn't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. You know, even the stores, you. You know, maybe down at Rossi's you could get something, but yep. yeah. Lizard. I just never even, so number one, had the ability to do it by myself. And I you can share people, do yeah, some yeah. sharing, right? Yeah. I never had a share buddy. Yeah. So it just never was really worth it. But we did go there and get classes and, and try things that we wanted to try and really, really utilize them as a great craft beer yeah. establishment. It's, uh, and they still have some good beers. Um, it's funny though. A lot of other bars kind of rival them in the number of taps they have these days. So, uh, but you know, still a great local chain. So, yep, absolutely, check out the Lizard and the uh, their bourbon bars they have. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm digging bourbon. Mm, yeah, for All sure, right. for sure. It's time to grain, grain out. Grain, grain, grain out. out. So next week, did we nail those guys down? We have not nailed it down yet. Okay. But we're going anyway. So okay. we're going to be. <laughs> We're just going. We're going to be at Ghost Tree next Tuesday. Okay. okay. And uh, hopefully they'll, they'll be there with us. So yeah. Ghost Tree next Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, the following week, not sure what we're doing. We'll get somebody in here. We'll get those guys back here too. We'll get somebody in here. We'll yeah. just twist a little arm. Yeah. 
So uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, notification bell, and share the videos. I always forget to mention that. Uh, we are The Blabbermalt Show, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, and at Blabbermalt at Instagram, Threads, and X. And I wanted to, before we close tonight, I want to do a little shout-out to my dad, Roger Houck. He is running for the Board of Education. Really? Vinton County, Ohio. And uh, the polls are closed, <laughs> and I'm waiting it. Uh, we're all both waiting uh, oh. in excitement to see how that Roger, pans out. So Roger Houck. Good luck, Dad. Hope it went well. Good luck, and, yes. Uh, until then, guys, stay, stay multi, Cleveland. Cleveland.